Welcome to Niger Heartbeats. This is a micro story, not really a story actually, but just a micro thought I wanted to capture. Uh, it's kind of a capture of a realization I just had in the last few days for no particular reason other than I was walking through the city here in Spain and seeing some, uh, like a mum and her teenage daughter go into a flat. And this lockdown thing has highlighted that a lot of people living in flats uh, had a really tough time through the coronavirus lockdown of 2020, uh, especially when you're only allowed to go out to the supermarket. You weren't even allowed in Spain to go out for exercising, whereas in the UK, you could go for an hour's exercise. But the realisation I had was that growing up, I was very, very, very privileged. And it's part of white middle-class privilege. I absolutely understand that. It's just I hadn't really thought about it that much. In that I and all my friends growing up, I can't think of a single one, we all that didn't, we all grew up with gardens and probably all detached or at least semi-detached houses, but gardens was the thing I was thinking about. And, and I, you know, I was always aware of living in the countryside in Bucks where I grew up. But just this concept of the fact that we all had gardens, it's just unbelievable, really. It's just, we're so lucky, so lucky that our parents were in that sort of, um, again, sort of upper middle class position to be able to get the property ladder and buy these houses in the 70s and 80s. Just, you know, how lucky were we? I just feel so grateful and appreciative of that now. Um, and I hadn't really thought about, the, you know, the degree of privilege and benefit that was. So, because I had that moment of realisation, I thought I'd capture it. Um, so there's a few things related to that in terms of my garden and the uh, countryside I grew up in. So I'm going to share a little bit about that in this episode. Welcome podcast episode listeners to Google uh, on Google Maps. Uh, go to Stocking Lane, High Wycombe, and just have a look on satellite view mainly. See, I won't sort of be specific about which house it was uh, that I grew up in. Don't think that's that relevant. And my mum's still there, so, you know, keep a bit of sensitive data private kind of thing. Um, but have a look at the houses with their gardens and the fields around and the woods and things. But first to talk about the, um, the garden. So... Uh, when, it, when we moved in, it was a bungalow or it was already converted bungalow. I can't remember that part of the story. But it had this front garden, back garden. And at some point in my childhood, all the houses down the road were able to buy a section of the field at the back to extend gardens by another set, which you can see on Google Maps quite clearly. It's a very obvious kind of extension to the gardens. So, it, you know, this front garden's quite nice. It had two trees. It had a big pine tree. And then it had a sort of smaller weeping willow kind of tree that was good for climbing on and a hedge that I jumped in occasionally at different stages in life. Um, so that was a front little yard garden thing. And there was a bit of turf uh, grass out the front front, which isn't technically owned by my parents. It's like council land or whatever, but everybody basically has it as their own strip before the road. And that's all the way down the road. So as a kid, it was very, very safe to play right on the front where the road is because you had this section that's about, ooh, what, ten, five or 10 meters? It's quite big out the front of everybody's property you just kind of run up and down it go on your bike it's a bit you know rough so you need a mountain bike kind of thing um but you had that then we had the front garden and then we have this drive down the side of the house and then we have the main garden which had a patio and uh, at least one tree that was very very good for climbing on and stuff and then we had this sort of back section before we extended which had two other climbing trees which are fantastic climbing trees one was certainly a significant climbing tree that I made a bit of a den of. It's now come down, actually. It came down in a storm a few years ago, and I chopped it up with my chainsaw, which is quite fun. There's some weird 
circle life shizzle going on there. But um, so yeah, that, that, that was the back section. Uh, and that's where we had like an allotment thing and stuff, a little greenhouse my mum's got now. I don't know if we had that before. I don't remember a greenhouse. And then the when we extended, we had this rear section of the garden as well. And um, that we just left as a big open space for bonfires. And we have a trampoline there now. I don't think I didn't have a trampoline or anything. I don't remember playing in that back section. It must have come when I was a teenager, really. Um, not quite sure, but but anyway, that's the sort of full extent of it. So, tree climbing, bonfires, lots of running around space. There's a couple of photos of me and my middle sister Sally um, mucking about in the garden. You know, when we were sort of like between eight and ten or something, roughly. Um, very cool. You know, just oh, it's just so amazing. How amazing is that? I'm just unbelievable, really. And so, you know, I feel very appreciative and, and lucky and grateful. Um, so yeah, that was our garden. You know, good choice, parents. You know, excellent choice. I mean, we did something similar with my kids. Actually, we were living in a in a house that was a nice house, but the garden was really horrendous for kids. It was quite dangerous uh, with concrete steps, and there was a little stream at the bottom. And we had our firstborn with our two older kids, but our firstborn baby together. We realised it was a dumb place to try and raise a toddler. So that's when we moved house and we specifically chose a place that was a much smaller house. Um, quaint and old, but much, much smaller. Um, but the garden was fantastic, you know, and that, it ended up being a really, really good choice in terms of garden. Just an amazing space for a toddler to grow up in like, like I had really. So, yeah, you know, very pleased that my parents chose that place to live in and particularly that house with particularly that garden. Um, we had a quirky thing about a house, just as a side note as well. I mean, very privileged with the size of house that my parents were able to get because it's five bedroom, well, four bedrooms. So downstairs, it's a converted bungalow. So the downstairs had three good-sized bedrooms that were us three kids in, which is very unique. I don't think I've ever met anyone else whose kids slept on the ground floor. And upstairs in the converted bungalow upstairs bit was my parents' double bedroom and there was a little small box room up there as a spare room for my nan and stuff. So, yeah, quite unusual for the kids to be on the floor, I've found out since. But amazing that we had a bedroom each from, from the start, probably from my start, because I moved there when I was about one. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to recognise mainly the garden part, but, but sort of think about it now, you know, the house and bedrooms as well. Because um, I think my two kids had to share all the way through until quite a late stage, so. Okay, so, yeah, that's the house. And so then the other part is about the garden. It's a bit echoey, hang on. Um, no, done the garden, sorry. Um, the rest of the countryside, really. Just want to acknowledge the place and the opportunities I had. I don't know how this bonus episode sounds. Does it sound a bit wanky? I'm trying to be like, you know, uh, appreciating my privilege. So I hope that comes across. Um, and yeah, so so yeah, it was countryside. There was fields all around with horses opposite, which was quite nice. But you could also play in those fields a bit. But around the back, we could walk around the field and we had two different dogs in our family life, uh, you know, one at a time. Um, so we walked them around the field, down into the woods, could play in the woods. It was not very well used, so it was quite good. You could go quite wild. I had quite a few ran, random bad fires in there with a good friend of mine. Um, bike riding around those woods. There was a very good vine that me and my sisters would swing, swing on when we were quite young, and that, that sort of featured all the way through my life. It's not, not really hanging there now. I don't think that vine broke about 10 years ago eventually um but then you know further in the village area there was a, a big playground playing field and playground that's still there uh which is where we had like scouts and cubs and beavers and stuff 
but but then there were a whole set of woods there. You know, it's just unbelievable, great place really to live. Um, we 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 then had our family in Sussex, and and it was very similar, very similar countryside really. But obviously, you know, you, you get so used to an area as a kid, especially I grew up in a, sort of the one place all my childhood, which is also very, very lucky. So I really got to know the woods and all the good places to go. And it's really lovely to go back now. And then the woods are quite different. You can still find like the occasional tree that was tree that you had an adventure with or, you know, whatever. So uh, that, that's all I wanted to say really was just, you know, realizing uh, what a great experience that I got from that as a part of my uh, my childhood. So again, Thanks, parents. Good choosing. Good choice. And um, yeah, that's all I wanted to capture. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to a Nigel Heartbeats podcast, a bonus episode. Uh, hope you liked it. Um, you can leave me a message if you want to on anchor.fm forward slash Nigel Heartbeats. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know any experiences similar or criticisms of me. You know, um, what's the word? arrogantly spouting at my privilege maybe that's fine uh i'll take that if if you enjoyed this uh, podcast then uh i've also got my other podcast which is called nigey beats n-i-g-e-y beats and that's about my story uh doing various dj and music related activities um over, over the years and especially kind of recently but also back at university days so check that out if you haven't checked that out already and uh thanks for listening this has been nigey heartbeats